0: Welcome back to Success Hangout. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Um, I hope you have had a great week so far, or at least a great day, um, and you've enjoyed the last episode. Um, if you haven't listened to it, you should go back and listen to it. Um, I had a friend of mine, um, Victor Taffer. Uh, And we talked about the power of choice and how choice impacts how we become successful. And I thought that was a very fantastic episode. Um, And as I said, this year, my goal is to invite friends and colleagues and peers and mentors um, just to share their story and just have really rich discussions and conversations with them. Because uh, as I've said before, conversation is very important and today i have in the same vein a great person um she's going to be talking to us today or at least talking to me we're going to be having a discussion and you're going to get to listen in um but um so i have um Didi alfred um and i met Didi alfred maybe about what three four years ago um and i followed her work exceptionally um as an entrepreneur early education specialist you know i've i've watched it and i remember a particular conversation we had once um about the business and now just seeing how it's growing is fantastic so it's great to have you here diddy thank you so, much. so great you. to have you and i also have diddy's son um it sounds like P Diddy, but no, no, Diddy's son, okay? Sounds like, um, and I've got Diddy's son here. And the reason why we've got Diddy's son on today's episode, which is kind of the focus for today's episode, is um, I, I'm, I'm going to let Diddy and, uh, and um, Jaden um, kind of share their stories themselves. But let me just say what fascinated me is that i've known didi for a while i've seen her entrepreneurship and her drive for early education and it's so powerful to then see um, and hear the story of her son and you know people always say that change should begin with us you know you can't want to change the world and you can't you know verify that in your own life and it's so beautiful to see that her son Jaden. Is following the stead, you know, he's self-motivated, he's reading books, he's read more books than me. Um, I think, at least this month, I'm sure. And he's gonna tell you the story himself. But really great young chap. And how old are you, Jaden? Nine. Jaden is nine years old. Wow. So you're gonna be hearing Jaden's story. So let's go back to Diddy. Diddy, um, introduce yourself because I probably didn't do a good job introducing <laughs> you.
1: Okay, so thank you so much for having us today. So like you said, my name is Didi Alfred. I'm a early educator. Um, I run a daycare nursery um, in Not London. And I've got two kids, I've got Jaden and Leah. And yeah, I've got a joy for children. I've always had a passion for children and I think I've always worked in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's one of my passions, so
0: okay okay and how did you then take you know your passion and turn it into profit
1: yeah funny funny okay I think I, I became interested in nurseries where my kids started going into nurseries and they had it went to a very wonderful nursery and I just like the the fact that um, when we went through some kind of trials in life as well you know dropping in work or, or family. Mm. The nursery kind of stood by us really well. The manager was very supportive. During different transitions in life, they were just able to kind of support the family. Mm. And I thought, you know, having a good setting will help because that nursery is the start point for the children, the foundation for the children and for the family as well. So Mm. being able to have your kids in a very comfortable environment and then you go to work, you know, make all the money, do all the things you have to do, but not Mm -hmm. to worry about the kids. Mm. So that, that was my kind of drive. I was like, you know, I want to do something that I'll be able to help all the parents as well because mm-hmm. i had that uh, very um good experience so mm-hmm. that's where it started from and then i think i started i wanted to do it when the kids were young but i never could get it done mm-hmm. it took eight years for me to finally start oh, wow. and now i'll be going five it's going to be five years this year you know so thank god is wow. really doing well yeah so, so it
0: took you eight years from thinking about it to, started, to actually doing it yes Eight
1: years, yes, you know. I say wow. people seem like, Oh, you got a nice job, like, you know, yeah, I do, but it's, it was a long process because during the time I thought about it, wanted to put things in place, you know, life would show you mm. different kind of things, so I had to kind of, you know, put it aside and you know, went through different processes, not just forgot about it for a while yeah. until one day or the opportunity just kind of happened. I was like, You know what this place is empty let's see what i can do with it and mm. then i think you then all of a sudden god brings people around you that can actually support that dream as well mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that just i think there's a season at a time so it, it took a long time for me to bet the dream but the vision was there so i just kind of held on it until it actually came to pass. wow
0: yesterday. wow so when life was throwing these curveballs at you how did you maintain the dream how did you maintain it in your head
1: it was, you know, it's like when God gives you a vision of like been being a Christian, you just hold on to it. So mm. I knew it was there, but it just, maybe the time wasn't right. Mm. So every time I tried to say, okay, let me start, then, you know, there'll be things happening and then that just makes me... F- put it aside and then mm. wait until the, until I got to a comfortable place where you know the kids were comfortable you know we had the comfortable home and then I was like well, what's next then I tried to you know I think I actually listened to one of my pastor's wife preach and talked about when you're, when you're not comfortable where you are mm. so in your comfort zone you're not comfortable so I was working nine to five a health visitor freelancing it was really good but there was just something else I was missing
0: mm. and even
1: though I think at that time I forgotten about this drive when i heard that it's like there's something missing what's missing so i had to go back and think oh yes i need to do this business Mm. this is it now you know all of a sudden where i was wasn't comfortable anymore and there was something i had to say you know what there's something missing
2: Mm. and
1: that's when i just all of a sudden i kind of resigned from the job and then kind of focused on getting it done then went back to working part-time and doing the business and then Mm. it took a couple of years again before you know it all came
0: together wow i mean i am it fascinates me when i hear people talk about their dreams and um in most cases when i meet people from the birth of the dream to the realization there's always a huge waiting period and i think that's where a lot of people kind of get discouraged isn't it absolutely
1: absolutely.
0: but yours was slightly different though as well because it's a case of it wasn't so much um that you didn't have the capacity mm-hmm. but that life threw things at you yes, so you yes. couldn't even if you wanted to
1: it was it was i think the, what what went through the, the process was not not just only having the kids mm-hmm. going through divorce mm-hmm. you know being going through a lot of, you know personal Mm. issues that Mm. had to do with and all of a sudden becoming a single mother with two Mm. children in the UK not having a house as well we were homeless for a couple of of months not having anywhere to go to so Mm. trying to kind of get our feedback together Mm. In the sense of making sure that okay, I have a roof over the kids' in head and every, kind of make that normality for the kids as well the balance mm. of them still going, being able to go to nursery and come yeah. back. Because when this happened, I think my, my daughter was two, my son was one, so they were quite two, yeah. two, like under under two. Mm. Trying to keep that balance, so it, it, it was that could not even, I couldn't even think of anything else. Just kind of let's just have a home for us mm. and then we can start. Let's just keep the school going. Okay, one mm. is going to be going to reception school, what school is she going to be going to, what area am I going to be staying? So just, I think it was just putting all that together yeah i think one good thing where i worked i had a really good work life my colleagues were really nice you know mm. and i think I, I i kind of developed myself in that role because i was a helper to them and i worked a lot for months in the refuge and you know and i think seeing them i've been able to help you know sometimes you want to help people and i think i got my strength from helping others
0: mm, i like that yeah like that. that really yeah. that
1: really helped me because i was able to support a lot of women, excuse me, in, in getting them into homes, getting their children into schools. As much as I was going through my stuff, no, nobody a lot of didn't know I work until I was able to kind of come out and say, okay, this is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But that, that process of being able to help those families really got me driving, my drive going, you know, and I kept on doing that. And then until we got stable ourselves, you know, the kids were now in school, the kind of routine drop off, pick up was good. I think that's when nurse, I said, said, okay, now what's next? What's next now? What's next now?
0: But you know, was there any point in that period that you felt like giving up on the whole idea of starting a nursery? I think,
1: for, like I said, it was kind of shut down for because a long two time.
0: kids in the UK oh. under the age of two—that's not easy as well. Yes,
1: I think that, single mum. Single mum. I think it was. I think it was when it came to raising the capital. Mm. So like, I was doing nine to five. I had to, so I had to set up from scratch. I had to set up, I had to build a nursery kind of because mm-hmm. it was just a, a room. I had to mm-hmm. kind of put the kitchen. I had to put the toilet. Mm-hmm. So, so it was for me it was getting the capital. So I went through the process of you know doing business plans. I, I'm, my profession, my background is health. So I've been, in, I was a nurse, became a health visitor. Mm-hmm. No knowledge about business or anything. So I had to kind of do a business plan. I had to look for entrepreneurs. So there were times where I gave up because I think the people I thought were going to help. Yeah. When it came to me giving them my, oh, this is what I have to offer, there was all the doors were shut. Mm. You know, it was like, no, no, you know, and I was like, oh my goodness, but this is a plan now, you know. It, it took a while for people to see my vision. Yeah. And I think some kind of time. Another hard thing was being a, a, a lady and approaching mm. people the mindset is different. Like, oh, exactly. it's not about helping you now. Let's think mm-hmm. of what else we can. Uh, let's mm-hmm, go for mm-hmm, a drink. I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. this is not what we're talking about. I need this capital to do yeah. this, and this is the plan. And you know, so there were times where I wanted to give up. Yes, but it was. I just had to keep going
0: yeah so was it major majority through savings or were there people that invested to,
1: yeah so i had to i had to make so i had to save so i kind of kind of started going on before people could invest because a lot of people were like oh what have you done mm. why mm-hmm. should we invest when you haven't done anything yeah. so because i was still working as a freelancer then i was kind yeah. of using my thing i had a plan yeah actually and then i, I think i knew when i needed the large amount of money so yeah. i could do the little bits Gradually until the, the main capital came, but then, and so I had an investor, an investor
2: okay. who
1: invested and became partners. But it was okay.
2: good, okay. And um, so it's
1: a silent investor, nothing major, but they were able to kind of see my vision. And oh, okay. then I think fantastic. you know having that conversation with the person, I was thinking, oh, I want to have two nurseries, and this is the start. He was he was seeing beyond that.
0: Yeah. yeah you
1: know, because he was a business person, so yeah. that was what he was all about. So that really helped oh, fantastic. me, and I think that brought that dream alive because there was a lady that was meant to invest with me and then she pulled out just at the right at the end Mm -hmm. you know that was i think i did sometimes in life i think i've got two major moments and the Mm -hmm. first one was kind of going through my divorce And the second one was when that sec- when my uh, my my second investor yeah out. yeah at the dying moment i thought i was finished and i remember that day i prayed and i went on the train i was like this is it yeah but i really got things in place you know this can't happen now this was not you know mm-hmm. but, it, but god had a way of making it turn around and yeah you we know, still carried on i was still on time with all the projects and everything mm-hmm. i wanted to do so yeah wow. it was hard
0: let's pivot for a second let's mm-hmm. talk about this divorce um i i think Sometimes people think um, that life, there's no life after divorce um, uh, There's a lot of people who, as a matter of fact, their biggest fear is divorce Not even a terrible marriage They're actually more afraid of a divorce than they are being married to the wrong person you know? And there's always that taboo that comes with it Whether it's family, religion, whatever it is um, so there's that pressure whatsoever, you know, and you as, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, we're going to be talking about Jaden um, for, a, you know, in a second. Um, there are a lot of kids who are in married homes who are not even showing that level of, you know, uh, growth. And then you're also, you know, still an entrepreneur. And for those who don't know, uh you know anything that has to do with care in the uk is a lot of paperwork i mean you can get buried in paperwork monday to monday you know so it's it's a tough terrain for you to even go into in the first place and then you're a single mother of two kids and then you became divorced you know at that age uh you know when your kids were that age so uh you are a shining example that there is life after divorce i mean quickly just what what would you say about life after divorce
1: i think i think for me um the beginning like what you've just described now i was one of those people that kind of was like you no know, divorce is not even in the background mm. first of all my religion, you know family mm. and everything and in london I happened a single mother with two children that was not my plan but i think I, you need to kind of see beyond the marriage. Or the relationship because mm. I think what I had to see was my children and the kind of home they bring brought up in I mean is this, is this normal is this is right you know mm. and because it was not about um the marriage he was like these two adults can't get along it's not working mm. we have children what can we do yeah it's all about what's the solution you know yeah. I can leave the kids in this house and very hostile environment and they Mm -hmm. they might not even perform well you understand Mm -hmm. but I can take them out it's going to be hard but they might be in an environment where I can nurture them really well Mm -hmm. and they can grow and become who they want to be Mm -hmm. and not be confused about is this real or is this not real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because one of the the day I left um, my marriage was my daughter asked me a question Mm
0: -hmm. and the
1: question she asked me she was two then she said mommy why does daddy not love us because the, the mm. argument the, sh- the thing in the house and so she saw something that wasn't so I, it took a three-year-old to tell me that you know what why are we in this this environment doesn't seem right mm. it doesn't it's not like why is it not right and that got to me and i was like you know what, if this girl can see that where we are is not right mm-hmm. i can't them up in this mm. kind of
0: environment
1: and that so that just kind
0: of i have done more damage to them
1: them exactly mm-hmm. that being there you yeah. understand that now they're flourishing so well they have a good relationship with your dad they have a good mm-hmm. relationship with me mm-hmm. you got a good relationship with school if it's, it's, mm. there's a balance which is fine it doesn't have to be we didn't have to be in that environment and then everything will all be mm. all muddled up you know yeah. so i had to kind of see beyond that so it was really it was the hardest decision in my life like i said it was a mm. really hard decision but coming out of that then the next stage was like okay, what is the plan for the kids and my plan was like, okay, I need to... I want them to go to this kind of school. What am I going to be earning? Mm. How am I going to earn that? Nine to five, how many... Am I going to get that there? Do I have to make my own business? Do I have to do... Mm. So, were, so I had to kind of... You know you know when you just kind of... In the moment, start to think. Mm. Because it's beyond, oh, it self-pity, single mom No, 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 no. Mm. I just had to start planning. Okay, JD is going to be in the next five years... My kids are going to be going to secondary school. I want them to go to private school. This is how much I have to be earning. How am I going to get that? I have to become an entrepreneur Mm. to be able to get that funding. Because if I'm working 9 to 5, NHS was cutting down pay every second. There's no way. And I need to think, okay, I'm a single. If I don't have a partner, how can I sustain myself and my children?
0: I like that. I like that. So you really had to just switch your brain and say, you know what? It's bigger than me right now. It's bigger than me just sitting in my self-pity and really... And and it's powerful that the kids still have mm-hmm. a great relationship with their dad. Yeah, yeah that's oh, good. Yeah, no, the that's great, yeah and I, you know, that's, cause
1: it's, it's, my mom and dad were not together, so mm-hmm. nothing to do with that but we, we had a great relationship my mom and dad as well. And I, yeah. I think I saw and I think when it didn't work that was my thing. you like, we can still be good people. Yeah. You know, because people.
0: they're two adults here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that's mm-hmm. where you become an adult.
1: Exactly. And I
0: think most people are still trapped in, you know, this romantic world and illusionary world that is self-centered as much and you can put religion around it and you slap it but it's still about you it's still about your own happiness you're not thinking about the children
1: exactly yeah. and, and you know and you know if i if i look back you know being a Christian. I was not even meant to be in that relationship with the festival So you know when you see signs at the beginning, mm. the cutting stage, there were signs where this was not going to go But I kept on pushing it yeah. and God showed me so many signs, my pastor, mm. every, but I kept on pushing it So when mm. I got to where I got to, it was like, I, I keep saying to say I was like Jonah in the Bible I mm. was in the mouth of the whale, I had to go through what I had to go through until I was ready to come out Mm. You know, and I think when I came out, God was like, "Okay, now I'm ready to use you."
2: Yeah. Because
1: you, you know, I because I was there; it was just not working right. Yeah. You know? So I was I like, "Okay, you no." Now. Came out, then you know, kind of start putting back my focus on what. That's
0: amazing. What, yeah. That's amazing. Talking about focus, let's mm. talk about Jaden. <laughs> um, Jaden, just tell me. Your mom's told me about you know your love for books, um, but tell me, what's if just tell me what's your where did it come from uh, how come you love books or do you love books as your mom says
2: Well, in my early years uh, my sister she was in school mm-hmm. and she would read uh, to me she was just like practicing reading mm-hmm. and then when she was doing that i was like i like this uh, when I'm older, Mum,
0: can I read like Leah mm. So I started reading, mm-hmm. and my love for books started getting stronger. Oh wow!
2: Okay. And how old were you at this point? At this point, I was around
0: three. Three years of age. Oh wow! And what books? I mean, what books were, were Leah reading? As in, what books was she reading that sparked your interest?
2: Okay. Would feel like I
0: would have emotion, Okay. 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 Oh wow. All right. So what do you so how after that sort of, you know, seeing that from your sister and really just, you know, aspiring to be like her in that area, how come you didn't aspired to be something else why was it reading was it just uh, a natural thing for you or was it mainly because you looked up to your sister um, i look up to my sister
2: like she's
0: the person that i like her. oh wow that's amazing that is amazing wow i'm sure she will be happy to hear that <laughs> i'm sure she'll be happy to hear that that's really great. Thanks for your honesty on that, uh, Jamie. So, let's talk about the books that you read. What sort of books do you read? Well within the uh within idiots I found
2: out that I like, okay. like the books about things and comes in back Okay. Okay.
0: When you say back home, back home where? okay 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 so you like to know about their personal story so this is almost like autobiographies of warriors and and soldiers is that what you're talking about Yeah. okay okay is that your favorite um author ah okay what did you say the name of the book was Diary of Anne Frank. I have heard about it. I've never read it. I'll be honest with you, um, but that's amazing. Okay, what other books do you like reading? Then? So things like Harry Potter.
2: Like
0: okay. And seven and eight. So, are you a big Harry Potter fan? Yeah. Okay. You're still a Harry Potter fan, or has that changed slightly now that you're nine? Yeah. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Okay. And tell me, how many books do you tend to read a month? Seven. I tend to read
2: the first few weeks. I tend to read about
0: two. Okay. When well, you say first few weeks of the month, so you tend to read two to three books in the first few weeks. So, how many you, would you say on an average you end up reading at the end of the month? So, after four weeks, how many would you say?
2: three.
0: Okay. Oh wow! So that leaves you at an average of about forty odd books or so, or thirty-eight books a year if you look at an average of about three. Yeah, thirty. Mm-hmm. No, thirty-four, right? Is that 34 books? Yeah, as an average or on a yearly basis. Oh, wow. My target this year is to read 50
2: books.
0: No way. Your target this year is to read 50 books. Oh, wow. Why? Why do you want to read 50 books? That's a lot of books. You could be playing football. You could be on, you know, just having fun, doing what kids do at the age of nine. Why do you want to read 50 books?
2: That's not a good you but you can spend a whole day those listening to bad It's just a good feeling.
0: That's amazing. I love that it builds your vocabulary. I love that. It helps your thinking, you know, and rather than spending your days and your time staring at the screen, you know, and that can have a you know can damage, you know, your eyes and can actually cause mental illness as well but if you pick a book you won't have any of that i like that i really like that well Jaden, thank you so much if you were to give any advice to anybody on how to read as many books as possible what would you say well
2: i would say don't just pick up So find a book that you like, and like a a group of books that you like, and you can read them. Find more books
0: like that, but, and that will just interest you even more, and find it. Sort of oh, fantastic! Wow, you've said it better than I could have said it. I mean, I couldn't have given that advice. You know, just as like. Focus and make sure you get a book that you're interested in so you don't get bored and just drop the book and get frustrated, right? Make sure you do your research and find out about the book. Thank you so much, Jaden. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Let's go back to Diddy before we end uh, to um, our conversation today. Um, How were you able to nurture this gift? You know, at the point where Jaden, you know, saw in leah and thought to herself you know what i am i am in i am going to look up to my sister and i'm going to read as many books as possible how did you nurture it i think funny
1: enough you know because
0: sorry to cut you how didn't you get frustrated and say ah, do what children do my friend oh, yeah. get up and go and play i know but you know funny enough i think i i growing up
1: i love reading books as well and while the kids were younger we had bedtime stories and apart from having bedtime stories every night as well every time we went away i would kind of get each one of us to read a book and finish it you know, okay who's going to be the first to finish a book and tell me your story about your book and i think that's when the, the kids really got interested in that so every night you know you tell me what you've read about your book and we would just have a conversation about it you know but um I think JD was kind of more interested in it, you know, he really wanted to carry on. So when I think when they were younger it was more about bedtime stories I just had the story to with them. But JD took it to the next level and it was out of mind. He just all sort of a sudden, I want this book, I want that book and then you know he kept on going on and on and I just kept on encouraging it but it was only when i think when i started seeing him carrying so many books in his bag and i'm like
2: oh wow you know why are you reading
1: so many books but i never i think i just kind of nurtured it a little bit growing up you know those books and they they kind of saw me reading as well and seeing the sister reading and then i think he just picked it from there and and, and that's it so so we'll go on holidays and i'll be like instead of you know watching tvs on the plane for a long hour flight we'll get books to read and everyone will read a book be the 1st we'll be the first place to finish it on the holiday so mm. kind of things like that so it wasn't like our normal day we'll have our so best. did you
0: do competitions and yes you know yes, the person will win yeah. something as well
1: very competitive family yes okay. so the, the plan was like if you finish first then you get to have a treat and then it could be you know you pick up where to go and eat or do something you know that yeah. weekend and stuff like that kind of kind of kind of like a, i call it trade up by butter in the house okay it's so did you
0: food. find that that helped you bond with your children uh,
1: yes 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 mm. yes and you know not only were we just reading like storybooks, we were reading bedtime and bible stories as well mm. so it was like a mixture of different things you know mm. talk about it and I kind of ask them what do they, what they, what they think about it and then mm-hmm. I talk about my take about it and then you know i think for me we're just kind of getting them ready for the world as well you mm. know so it was a book we read Start seeing now. Um, I'll kind of pick the like book that they're all interested in. I will talk about what the character is about and mm. what can you learn from them. And then we, I used to get them to write as well, so you kind of be creative, write, write your own story, and you know. So we're just kind of from things we've read, they mm-hmm. will, like, kind of go on and they, and they use it as well. Apparently.
0: So, at what age did you sort of start this uh, practice of reading together and then talking about it? So,
1: before they could talk um it was just best time story so i'll just be reading to them and it was the only better so was only when they became, became three and four three four mm-hmm. i think leah started reading first but she was reading those kind of books from school you know those like mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. book yeah mm-hmm. one they give mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. One, it was picture books first yeah, yeah the picture books so we had to look at the pictures and everybody talked mm-hmm. about what you saw in the picture books mm-hmm. and that went on to like few words and yeah. remember was the yeah, words Keep in the books chip. again keeping chip yeah mm. so we're just few words and then I think that's how we graduated and then maybe they, they, they become older I mean, five and six then we started reading you know deeper books and then mm. reading the bible stories and things like that as well just kind of you yeah. know yeah. and they could they could. what we used to do was everyone would read a chapter so you, you read one I read one and Jay did read to take any returns as well oh, wow. to read it. So it was a, it was a, like a visual every evening.
0: Hmm. And I think if someone was naughty, then they didn't get a bedtime story that night and they would cry. Because, no. I know. That so was, they would cry for the bedtime story? <laughs> that is so cute. That is so cute. Wow. So that was our routine,
1: yeah.
0: That is amazing. I mean, Didi, we can talk for, for, mm-hmm. for a long time. I'm conscious of time. Um, mm-hmm. This is like, uh, what, almost... Uh, past eight and we we're discussing and I, I can go on forever but thank you so much for your time thank you Jading thank you. Uh, I really really enjoyed this episode and if there's anything that you know sort of stands out for me and my personal drive to get more people to read it's because of you know some of the points that Jaden has raised you know even the fact that you know he said something that stood out for me which was like he helps your thinking you know and reading does help your thinking you know and I also like the fact that you said that you wanted to get them prepared for the world because our kids need to be prepared for the world. The world is changing at a fast pace. And if you've only ever fed them myths and stories um, and you know, even, you know, with all due respect, only Bible stories, and you're not making them see the stories around and things that happen, they'll be ill-prepared for the world because the world is moving at a very fast pace and then i think that if you've nurtured them to read and they've seen that they will you have a better chance of controlling what they end up reading the older they get because sometimes is the reason why somebody goes rebellion after discovering something Mm. that they read in their 40s or something is because most of them maybe you know it comes across as very new but a child that has always read about dickens heard about Nietzsche at a young age already knows all sorts of things by the time you're balancing that with your moral and your bible stories their brain is a bit more formed they can they can know and they will know when not to be deceived by pop science you know and then they will lose their way so it's so amazing any last words um as an entrepreneur first (sighs) Um, as a divorcee too and then as a mother
1: (laughs) can I start it that way no
0: problem do it any way you think. I think
1: as a mother I think um, communication conversations with your kids is key you know talking to them, I think I started talking to my kids, like I said, before they even started talking. And I remember the first day I could have a conversation with my daughter, I had to call on my sister because she was like, oh, she's talking back to me. You know, mm-hmm. that, but I always used to talk from day one, talking to them, telling them, because that really builds up their vocabulary as well and their speech and language because it's what you say to them. Mm-hmm. That's what they can you know kind of say back to you as well. So communication is key. Find out what they're thinking because you don't know it. they go to school, they see so many things that mm-hmm. we don't even get to see. You can't even protect them with the four walls of the mm-hmm. house. Mm. so you just kind of having that conversation and being open with your kids children i think that's mm. really key in this day and age you know having that conversation and knowing who your kids are and being able to kind of say okay this is what can i kind of nurture them that way or this way mm. or look at them so that's key for them communication with children mm-hmm. um being a divorcee you mm-hmm. know it can happen to anyone you mm. know no one plans that you know but if it does happen, don't give up, you mm. know, hold on to your dream. If you do have children, then you're not the focus anymore. Your children mm-hmm. are the focus and they're mm-hmm. the priority because they're quite young. So you need to kind of think how, what can I do to make it better for them? Yeah. You know, yeah. as much as you're doing that, I think you can find yourself in them as well. Mm. You know, mm. because if you focus on my situation and like, oh, they're still young, then you lost it. Yeah. You know, it's not about them being young, it's what you can do for them being young to get them to an adult age. Mm. And that's what you need to kind of put yourself aside and put your emotions aside and focus on the children. Yeah. So that starts in terms of being a divorcee. It's not bad it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. it happens but you just have to move on.
2: Yeah.
1: Being an entrepreneur, it's mm. um um not an easy experience as well but if, i think don't you, believe the gram no <laughs> it's, it's not it's not you're working mm. not nine to five you're what? working 24 7 mm. but you know another thing again is being focused mm. you know in what your visions are mm. and do a lot of research mm. so before you go into anything find out what what do i need to get this done Mm. you know what do i do i need to do more courses myself before Mm -hmm. i start Mm -hmm. do the courses put things in place that you need to do because a lot of people approach me oh want to open a nursery as well and i'm like okay have you got the qualifications do you want to no 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 i just want to open it and i get a manager but Mm. i think it's beyond that you need to know the business yourself to be able to run it well
0: yeah so
1: if you know your business and you know what you want to go into then then it's
0: fine fantastic well, wow, thank you so much, Didi. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you have learned one or two things. Um, I definitely have learned from Jayling, Um And he's inspired me to want to keep reading. I've done six this month um, so far. And I am hoping to beat my 55 plus books uh, this year. Hopefully I can get myself to a point where I read at least three books a week at some point in the future i hope i can get there but that being said if you don't already follow me go to my social media platforms and follow me or go to my website um but most importantly i want you to follow success hangout success hangout is really focused on just gathering people pair-to-pair discussions and have really great conversations with people that i admire people i want to learn from people that i've learned from and you know just get you to have that conversation as well um diddy just what's your social media handle for those who want to follow you
1: yes so it's Didi alfred just
0: dd alfred that's Didi alfred not d-i-d-d-y no, but no, d-i-d-i I-D-I. and alfred that's a-l-f-r-e-d correct yes awesome yes. thank you so much for tuning in and until the next episode remember as i love to say be inspired live inspired and stay inspired five four three two one hi welcome back to success hangout with sean david onamusi thank you so much for listening to these episodes and i also want to appreciate those will send me messages via social media personal phone calls commenting about their thoughts on previous episodes I am really, really grateful. Um, you, As you already know, and if you don't know, um, and you're just listening for the first time, Success Hangout really is my moment of... Uh, bring in great minds that I meet on a regular basis, whether as a public speaker or an entrepreneur, I get to have great conversations with people on a regular about Africa, about religion, about finance, about success, about life in general and I, I started in two thousand and twenty um, with a vision to start to bring these conversations for you to listen to sort of like eavesdrop on my conversations with some of these great people so the last two episodes we've had Victor Taffa uh, talk about the power of choices and then last time we had Didi Alfred and her son Jading um, who's a nine-year-old and has read 30 plus books every year for you know the last couple of years and now he's on a goal to reading fifty-plus lost books this year in 2020 so I had to have a sit down with him and talk about you know his passion for reading so Please do go back to previous podcasts and listen to it. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And, you know, I really like the interaction. So don't stop interacting with me. Okay, Uh, you can say it's my um, the fact that I was the only child or I am the only child. So I don't get a lot of interaction when I was a kid. (laughs) So maybe it's me trying to make up for that moment. So please do interact with me and. All that long-winded introduction, I really want to introduce my guest today, Um, But I think I'm not going to do a great job as she would. Um, But I'm going to be talking to Nadine Baker today. um, And she's a woman that's self-sponsored herself on a project in Africa. We met at an event recently and I felt like, you know what, we have to have this conversation. Um, The stuff you did in Africa and you were self-sponsored. Wow. Then I went on her Instagram page and I saw the stuff she did, and I can see genuine authenticity in the way she was doing her project. She was not just another, and uh, you know, uh, pardon me if you, if you think this is a bit crude, but she's not another white lady or light complexioned lady, a woman going to Africa and helping these people. No, no, she was genuinely interested in their well being. You can see that authenticity. And she's going to be telling telling us about her story. Um, So let me shut up now and get Nadine to do her own introduction. Hi, Nadine. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I hope I've not done a bad job so far, but I would love for you to introduce yourself before we talk about Africa uh, and the way forward. Yeah. So first of all, thanks for having me here. And uh, okay, my name is Nadine Baker. Um, I'm Lebanese. Um, I'm 23 years old.